0: Hey, everybody, I am very excited because today is my 99th podcast. What does that mean? Well, that means we're one week away from having the You Featured podcast. Yes, that's right. If you haven't heard, you're not following me on Instagram. You don't pay attention to my stories. You're not on my email list, then you might not know. But next week's episode is going to be a compilation of all of my awesome, incredible listeners. That's you. So if you could take a minute and film or even just record an audio video would be better Then I can use that in other areas, like on my website, you could be featured there, but just a quick minute of Anything that you've learned from me over my past hundred episodes, well, actually, it'd be the past ninety-nine episodes. If you could do that for me and send it in, either you can email it to me, Jack at my You can send it on Instagram. You can send it to me on Telegram. Whatever the case, please, if you could take just a minute, it would mean so much to me. And the reason why I'm doing the hundredth episode as a compilation of all of you is well. I want to celebrate all my audience and what they've learned i mean that's the whole point of me doing this podcast i've not done this for money i haven't made money off of this show yet this has been an entirely passion driven project to give back and to teach the playbook of what we have done to create multiple streams of passive income and to build truly indestructible wealth so if you guys could please, again, please, I'm just asking you with everything in my heart, if you could just send me something that would mean the world to me and you'll be featured on that podcast. I'll put your social media links on my website and on the promotional posts that go out to promote the show. So as my brand continues to gain traction and to grow, you guys are going to have some free marketing as well. So here we go. In preparation for the 100th episode, which will not be me sharing anything other than sharing your stories, I am going to share today what I think is the single greatest quality that I possess in business and in life and the reason why I've been able to get to 100 episodes with all that I have going in my life. I mean, I'm not anything different than you, I have a lot going on, I'm busy, and I have all the challenges of life. Money doesn't change anything. You still have problems, you still have challenges that you have to work through on a daily basis. This one quality that I wanted to talk to you about is what I call insurance against failure. There's one quality that gives you the ability to succeed in any endeavor you set your mind to. And if I look at all the skills and traits that it takes for someone to be successful and ultimately prevail, this one quality is the ultimate trump card. And it doesn't matter what area of life you're talking about. You're talking about physical fitness, getting in shape. If you're talking about building a business, if you're talking about growing wealth, if you're talking about sustaining a long-term quality relationship or relationships with other human beings, that takes Persistence, because not everything goes according to your plans and expectations. Looking back, this has served me and saved me so many times in business and in life. There's zero chance that I'd be hitting 100 podcast episodes without it. You know, it's hard for me to believe. But like I said, how do you only have half of all podcasts launched reaching 15 episodes? That's because they're lacking this one quality. You know, there's not been much in life that has really come easy for me. I I'm just being honest, you know, back early in life in my prior basketball days, my first taste of real adversity was, you know, I had these expectations. I was going to be this incredible, you know, basketball player. And I barely made the seventh grade team. I was relegated to the end of the bench. There was a game early in the season where I didn't even get in the game. But by the end of the season, I had cracked the starting lineup. I worked my way all the way up. By eighth grade, I was back on the bench, although not quite as deep. So I worked my way back into the starting lineup again. In ninth grade, I got benched mid-season and had to fight and hustle my way back in. And I reclaimed it again. In 10th grade, I watched two of my good friends get moved up to the varsity level. And I thought I was every bit as good as them. My junior year, I broke my leg the first home conference game, and I was out for the season. Ultimately, my senior year, after many thoughts of quitting leading up to that year, I helped lead the team to winning the conference championship and darn near broke two school records. You know, in my direct sales business, it was a very, very rocky start. It took me nine months before I generated my first commission check for $14.90. I remember the 90 cents because, well, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a big deal. When I graduated, I had built up a nice business, went full-time, and stayed stuck at the same level for eight years. That was quite the slog. In my real estate business, besides the very first year, I have not taken a paycheck out of the company until this month. Think about that for a second. That's back to when I hit my 40th birthday. The month is the last time that I've taken a check out. And paid myself out of that company otherwise i've just been putting money in or just biding my time and now shoot i think this month alone will probably make 200 grand welcome to entrepreneurship the glamorous land where the grass is always greener (laughs) not so much sometimes in my crypto mining operation we've had to wait for parts that were stuck in china and various supply chain disruptions for over eight months and as of today the transformer is in my business partner is driving our machines down and plugging them in, and they're going to start mining and creating additional streams of passive income. For indestructible wealth, I was on a roll the first few months of my podcast. Downloads were steadily on the rise until I made a mistake. And we're going to make mistakes when we grow our businesses. We're human. Took a month off to work on my online learning courses, and I don't know what I was thinking, but you know, from that month, the algorithm punished me, and my downloads have yet to recover back to that time. So there isn't anything worthwhile in life that's easy. I remember walking out of the Grand Canyon on my ninth grade biology school trip, which as you know, that's no easy task. I mean, it's hot. It's difficult. There's rattlesnakes. There's several miles of steady uphill climbing. And our lead teacher and the guide, Mr. Link said, and I'll never forget him saying this, the more difficult the something is, the better it feels to achieve it. There isn't anything in life that's easy and rewarding. His words have resonated with me throughout my life. You guys, you have no idea how powerful your words are to younger humans that are trying to figure this thing called life out and pouring into other humans is an amazing thing. I don't probably think he really realizes the impact that he had with just those simple teachings. So what word are we talking about? That quality is called persistence. Napoleon Hill, the famous author of Think and Grow Rich, that was my first personal development book I've ever read. So, you know, for that reason, and of course, it's the number one best selling personal development book of all time. So there's got to be something good about the book, right? He said this in the book this is the quote Persistence is nothing more than concentrated effort mixed with determination and faith. Let me say it again. Persistence is nothing more than concentrated effort mixed with determination and faith. I believe that faith, faith in God in the universe, whatever your beliefs are, but faith in your creator and the higher power and infinite intelligence, as Napoleon Hill said it uh, to be a little bit more politically correct, I guess, to appeal to all religious beliefs and all the different countries that he was selling his books in he said it he said it best and hill was challenged by andrew carnegie at the time the richest person in the world to spend the next several years interviewing the nation's most successful men and identify key laws and habits that drive their success and then to share that research with the world that was his challenge from carnegie carnegie would give hill the introductions but Hill had to take it from there without any financial assistance. He had to figure out how to support him and his family on his own while he set about doing this research. He accepted the challenge immediately because he knew that successful people make their minds up quickly and they change them very slowly. Whereas most people and why they lack persistence, And one of the reasons they lack persistence is Well, they make their mind up very slowly, and then they change it quickly at the first sign of adversity. So the challenge from Carnegie led to the publishing of what is now the best-selling personal development book of all time, millions of copies worldwide. I think it was like 90 million copies have been sold. So he went on to say this, the majority of people are willing to throw their aims and purposes overboard and give up at the first sign of opposition or misfortune. A few carry on despite all opposition until they attain their goal. Those who have cultivated the habit of persistence seem to enjoy insurance against failure. There it is. No matter how many times they're defeated, they finally arrive up toward the top of the ladder. And sometimes it appears that there's a hidden guide whose duty it is to test men through all sorts of discouraging experiences. Those who pick themselves up after defeat and keep on trying arrive, and the world cries, bravo, I knew you could do it. The hidden guide lets no one enjoy great achievement without passing the persistence test. Those who can't take it simply do not make the grade. Those who can take it are bountifully rewarded for their persistence. They receive, as their compensation, whatever goal they're pursuing. That is not all. They receive something infinitely more important than material compensation. The knowledge that every failure brings with it the seed of an equivalent advantage. Wow, it's so good. I, I just, I love these words from Napoleon Hill. I've been on stages before and I'll read this quote because to me, it's, you know, the most impactful part of the entire book. And there's a lot of great parts of that book. I believe we all understand that persistence is a necessary part to create success in our lives in all areas. You know, there's not a single area of life that persistence will not come into play. Like I said, it permeates in our finances, our physical fitness, our relationships, our business, our career growth. It makes or breaks us. So I want to give you guys four steps to cultivating unshakable persistence straight from the Think and Grow Rich playbook. They call for no great amount of intelligence, no particular amount of education, and little time. They don't care about your past, what you've done or haven't done, your age, your gender, or your ethnic background. None of that matters. So here we go. Step one, a definite purpose backed by a burning desire for its fulfillment. When I started Indestructible Wealth and launched my podcast, I certainly had success, but I was severely lacking fulfillment. Tracing back to all the times in my life, I felt the happiest and the most fulfilled there was a common theme that kept popping up when I was mentoring and pouring my knowledge into younger men and women I was at my very best. My definite purpose was to help the person is to help the person I used to be. That was the 22-year-old version of Jack who was doing well in business, I mean nothing extraordinary but doing well, but severely lacked financial education. And without financial intelligence, We are doomed to make costly mistakes. I believed when I started this platform that if I consistently put out quality content with pure intention in my heart to help those who are walking the path that I've already been on and that I'm still traveling on, let me tell you, I haven't figured it all out. I'm learning as I go right along with you that I could create a new network of great people, good quality people who know me, like me, and trust me. And with that influence, I could help them make better choices, make their lives better. And in turn, my life would get better. I believed it would lead to business partnerships, e-course students, investors into my various investment products, which is exactly what happened. And I also believed that I probably would get some words of affirmation, which is my primary love language of the five love languages. There's nothing even close. The other four don't even come close to that. <laughs> Just being honest. Number two, a definite plan expressed in continuous action. Mike Tyson said it best. Everyone has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. German military strategist Helmuth von Moltke said, No battle plan survives contact with the enemy. It's important to create a game plan, but it's just as important to be flexible with your plan and adapt as circumstances change and as you learn and get smarter. But you will always, always need to be in constant, continuous action. Going back to my seventh grade science class, I never, I'm going back to my seventh, eighth, ninth grade Uh, years quite a bit here right well i mean sometimes you learn lessons early in life that can play out and help others later right but the law of inertia states that a body in motion tends to want to stay in motion and a body at rest tends to want to stay at rest i mean think about it just going to the gym your body's idle it's tough sometimes to motivate yourself oftentimes it's tough for me And there's a lot of other things I'd rather be doing, but once I'm there in motion, it's a lot easier. I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's a lot easier to stay in motion once you're already in motion. This is the part where you need the continuous action. When I first started High Return Real Estate, we were focused on acquiring and building a portfolio of C-class properties because the cash flow was so much stronger. But over time, the tenant class just wore us down. Their disregard for other people's property and their lack of respect to contracts, aka leases, forced us to adapt our plan. Now, our overall mission and goals were still the same. We still wanted to build our own portfolio of high-quality assets that produced cash flow and grew in value and to serve our investors right alongside of us. They could partner with us and our systems and processes so that they could get the same type of assets that we were acquiring. So, we pivoted and rewrote our playbook, focusing on acquiring much nicer, more expensive properties that we can short term rent to, you know, Airbnb or medium term rent to corporate clients, for example, and to create larger spreads of cash flow or what they call yields. We wanted to increase our overall cash flow per property. In addition, We found that waiting to sell a property until the construction was completed was slowing us way down and limiting how many deals we could do. Not to mention, it took a lot more capital tied up in all those construction projects. Having the flexibility to change course, adapt our plans as we grew and learned is what has kept us in business. And no matter what happened, we took continuous, relentless action and kept at it. It was messy action. I see countless people in business almost frozen in place, not taking the action that they really are capable of because they don't have it all figured out. Devise your plan and then execute and take that messy action. It will probably not be pretty, probably a bit chaotic, but by immediately getting into action, you separate yourself from the millions of others who will sit idly by thinking about what they should do But never actually do anything. The question I always ask when I'm not sure what to do next what's the one thing I can do right now to add value to other people and drive my company forward? Step number three a mind closed tightly against all negative and discouraging influences, including negative suggestions of friends, relatives, and acquaintances. Ah, those well meaning people in your life. We know that they. Ultimately, people are doing the best that they can. And a lot of times when they critique or criticize what you're doing, it is because they love and care about you and they don't want to see you make a mistake. They don't want to see you fail. When I launched my podcast and then subsequently my book, Building Indestructible Wealth, I had expectations that many of those around me would enjoy my content. Some of my top leaders in my direct sales business, to my knowledge, have not listened to a single episode of mine. And that was, and it still is a bit tough one to swallow, You know, especially when I know that my content can help them drastically improve their financial decisions. But at the end of the day, I can't fucking do anything about that other than consistently put out the best content that I possibly can. And you know what? I let the chips settle where they're going to settle. I'm not thinking about all the people who aren't listening to what I have to say. I'm not thinking about all the people that are probably saying, What the fuck is Jack doing? He should be building his other business. Why is he doing this? I don't care. It's my life and I'm going to live it the best that I possibly can. And I'm just going to keep doing what I know is in my best long term interest. That's to keep putting out the best content possible to help other people improve their lives, change their business and their financial picture around. And you know what? The universe, God infinite intelligence is going to bless me in ways that I could have never have possibly imagined. I also didn't realize how nasty some of these reject troll people can be. God, they're negative. I mean, people don't really fuck with me anymore in the offline world. I suspect that has a lot to do with who I hang around. I just don't, I'm not around those types of people like I was in my 20s and in college, but it could also be that there's a level of respect for what I've built. Maybe it's because I'm 6'2 and now not so skinny anymore. I'm up 40 pounds of muscle since I started on my nutrition program back when I was 20. And I don't know, maybe they don't want to mess with me in that regard. I have no idea. But in the online world, they have no idea who they're talking to, and they have no concept of how to disagree professionally. There have been some really, several intentionally hurtful comments made on my post that you know, I've had to come to grips with. This is what I signed up for when I decided to build a personal digital brand, is there's going to be negative influences. The only way to effectively deal with it is to focus on all the people that respond positively and give me feedback. They're getting financially smarter. I stayed focused on this group and ignore the noise. There was a time in my direct sales business right around eight months in when I was in pretty bad shape. I had made very few sales. I hadn't even received a commission check. And most of my friends and relatives were pretty adversarial about what I was doing. I was extremely discouraged and even locked my dorm room door, turned the lights out and sat on my couch for an eternity with thoughts turning back and forth about quitting. There was a battle raging in my mind. You ever had this happen to you? What saved me that day was what I call step number four, or Napoleon Hill called step number four, a friendly alliance with one or more persons who encourage one to follow through with both plan and purpose. What saved me that day and saved my future was pretty simple. I had one customer that was still with me Was following my program and kicking ass. He was down 50 pounds at that time. He went on to lose over 100 pounds and he thanked me profusely for helping me. Although I wasn't making much money at that time, I knew I loved that feeling. I kept saying to myself, if I can help one person like this, I can help another. I'm going to focus on this customer, drown out all the noise of all the negative people in my life pull myself together, get my shit together, and go out and find another. And that one customer, I'll never forget him. He ended up sending me 20 referral clients, and then those 20 led to another 20. Pretty soon, I'm making some good money. My confidence is growing, and I started attracting a team. By the time I graduated, I'd saved up $50,000, bought a home, and was living life on my terms with no boss hanging over me. Thousands and thousands of customers have been served since then. All of that success was a result of a friendly alliance with Mark and Candace, who I sought out to mentor me. Mark would drive an hour one way to my college campus every single week for months to teach and help me build my business. And I was scared to do the presentations at the meeting, so he would do them over and over for me. And eventually, I got the confidence to do them myself. It was during those rough initial startup times that I leaned on Mark and Candace to give me a vision, to speak life into me, to give me hope and encouragement to keep going. They always had my back. Do you have anybody in your life like this? If not, find them. Successful people love pouring into others. So to close out, Napoleon Hill, he closed out the chapter on persistence with this, and I quote, There's a magnificent reward for all who learn to take these four steps. It's the privilege of writing one's own ticket and making life yield whatever price is asked. Does the quality of persistence set up in one's mind some form of spiritual, mental, or chemical activity which gives one access to supernatural forces? Does infinite intelligence throw itself on the side of the person who still fights on after the battle has been lost? with what seems like the whole world on the opposing side? I would say, without any doubt, the answer is yes. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges and I promise I'll respond. Also, I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, remember our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come.